On this episode of Razor Week, Sony at CES last week doubled down on OLED and is getting fully involved into OLED and LG. What that may very well mean for Samsung and their future of their displays. Also, JVC gets a THX certified projector. All that and more next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. 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 Is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 49, recorded Monday, January 9th, 2017. Discrete codes. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Crestron. This is Resi Week. This is Resi Week, your weekly look at the residential audiovisual uh, industry. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host, and for the uh, vacationing matt d scott uh with us this week to talk about all the news and good lord we've got a lot of it uh his name is stephen Bronner. he's from atlanta georgia how are you sir i am doing outstanding sir it's always great to be with you thank you so much uh also with us uh is my buddy and pal and the head of everything at uh, strategy.com how are you sir i'm doing great um That's it's a great. great afternoon it's great to be with you guys and as we like to say in new jersey how you doing how you doing? I see. I can't do it. I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> All right. Uh, first up and foremost, uh, we are going to talk about Sony. And and see, here's the thing. I, I like having friends in the media industry that send me personal emails saying, hey, did you see this? I have an affinity and a love for all things OLED. So last week, I get a nice little email from my friend Ted Green saying, hey, did you see this? No, I did not. Sony making it official. We are OLED, quote unquote. Whole press event uh, head, headed up by the, um, the head of Sony, uh, Kazuo Hirai. Uh, whole 24 minutes talking, just him, talking about OLED, talking about OLED, talking about the fact that their new Bravia OLED TVs are going to be one of their centerpieces. So, Mr. Green, since you are the person who sent me this story, we'll start with you. How big of a deal is this that Sony has is, is kind of planted their flag in, in OLED land? You know, I think it could be the tipping point for OLED. You know, um, when uh, the OLED technology first came out, everybody experimented with it. But the guy that really ran with the ball was LG because LG developed a proprietary panel that actually was able to be manufactured with a degree of efficiency that would allow them to, uh, over time, begin to bring the prices down. Everybody else struggled with breakage in their manufacturing divisions. And so they sort of migrated away from OLED. And um, especially in the case of, uh, you know, so interesting, interesting dynamics uh, uh, come out uh, as, as a result of this. But first and foremost, I have to say that, you know, Tim, you and I, we don't agree on everything. But one thing we both agree on is that OLED is the best video technology. I've felt that for a long time. Current, and, current best, yes. Current best, yeah. I mean, it's the the, the technology industry, so everything changes. But but right now, it's the, it's the I believe it's the current best technology. So when LG first rolled it out and was successful at it, and everybody else abandoned OLED, their strategy was to hold it to themselves and use it as their strategic differentiation. And um, that was fine, but that won't build an industry. That will build their business, but that won't build an industry. Fortunately, LG came to their senses and has um, very progressively gone out and began to uh, um, 
uh, uh, work with uh, uh, negotiations and agreements with other companies to begin uh, supplying them with OLED uh, panels um, to build the OLED industry. They also, I wrote an article a while back, I'm not sure you guys might have covered it, um, where they also began to uh, develop uh, commercial lighting based on OLED. It's all about building that uh, technology. Their goal is to uh, ultimately replace LCD with OLED. But up till now, they've been carrying that ball themselves for the most part. Um, Sony uh, is, uh, excuse me, let me back up. Panasonic came out and announced that they were going to begin marketing OLED panels, or OLED TVs, but Sony could be the tipping point. So the interesting dynamic here is, you know, there's a whole thing going on with, you know, the 800 pound gorilla in the video game really is Samsung. Samsung's done a great job building that company and they dominate the global uh, market for, for TVs, but they are not supporting OLED. Um, and so they're supporting quantum dot. Everybody's looking for what's that step up technology that we can sell um, profitably, profitably, but and, and delivers real value to the consumer. Samsung picked quantum dot, attempted to rally the industry, everybody, including Sony to quantum dot. Um, I think this is a significant turning point um, and could tip the scale in the favor of OLED. So we'll see what happens. The other part of it that makes me interested in this story is that um, it's just another example, and I have nothing against Samsung, but they have had a tough year in 2016. Uh, this cannot be good news for them. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where Samsung goes from here. Well, but, real quick, yeah, it's a big story. Real quickly, and, and Stephen, I'm, I'm gonna get the, the integration side and the sales side of this. On the business side though, Ted, what does this say that LG is trying to do, be, or, or that, that Sony is, is trying to do? Because correct me if I'm wrong, and, and I definitely could be wrong on this, doesn't this more help LG and their business than it does necessarily Sony? Because, because they're buying into LG's LG's technology. Well, it means they're subscribing to OLED as being the better technology. And I have to say the only, you know, I, I mentioned this in the article too, you know, Sony's presentation on it was a little low key. And the reason it's a little low key is because they gave LG uh, display numbers of what they wanted in panels that were way beyond their capacity to provide. So they have to moderate their enthusiasm. If you read between the lines, which is what I tend to do, I think they're very enthusiastic about it. So it's not about helping LG, it's about building the OLED market. There's no law that says somewhere down the road, Sony can't develop their own panel technology. But right now, you know, this is sort of how this industry works. You know, going all the way back, Sony and Philips developed the compact disc, then they licensed the technology to everybody else. They make as much or more money on their licensing as they do on their products they sell, but the whole industry subscribes to the superior technology. So I like it because I believe OLED is the superior technology right now, as you put it. And um, I think Sony is essentially saying, this is the way we should go. Now we'll see if the other manufacturers fall in line. You know, if it's like dominoes falling, could be the end of quantum dot. Um, and, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But it, I think it's, it's a significant point that Sony made this step and very publicly came out and um, announced it and supported it. So it, it's a big story. Let's also not forget about the fact that, that Sony also are, was behind uh, the main player behind Blu-ray, which was the, the dominant and the, the winning, you know, just uh, format for HD, you know, uh, discs. Right. 
All right, Stephen, from, from the sales side, from everything else, uh, where, does this, where does this land on your radar as, as well as, you know, eventually into your clients' homes? Well, I think it's awesome. So, so I am on board with you two guys. It sounds like we all have things, have our, have our uh, hearts in the right place because OLED is by far the better picture, the better technology. I'm, I'm a calibrator. I have an ISL uh, certification. And I can tell you that um, you, you get as close to what they call an infinite contrast ratio as you can with an OLED panel. Um, you know, all, L, all an LCD ever wanted to do was a plasma. Mm -hmm. And now all a plasma wants to be, you know, plasma is looking, looking ahead and going, I'm passing you the torch. You know, the OLED is the premier technology is the premier picture quality. Um, I like the fact that Sony is doing it. And the main reason why is from an integrated Sony uh, pays us some attention. You know, LG doesn't, LG doesn't care. If you look at their new TV they put out this year with the little cable coming off of it, that is a, that is a distinguishing example of LG not giving two craps about the integration side. Uh, the fact that they had to Photoshop it out of their marketing tells you that they knew it was a bad idea, but they did it anyway. So that being said, uh, Sony doesn't do those kind of things. When Sony makes a move, Sony's moves are, they're always um, wide, their, their, their vision, their peripheral vision's really wide. They see the main market. They also see the side markets that push the main market. So if all the tech guys are out there and we're all saying, nah, you need to go with LG, Sony realizes that that costs them sales. So they have the IP control. They have the caliber of the things that it takes. Now, LG is working on that as well. But the advantage is, is that Sony is coming in with it already implemented. So whenever you get the Sony OLED panel, you're going to have rock solid IP control right out of the gate. Uh, you're going to have the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation, I think it's called PlayStation Now, uh, right out of the gate. You know, bam, you got video games built in. You've got all this. And with the LG panel, now you can have this player technology with the LG dual view built into it. It just, it all stacks. Uh, for those that don't know what dual view is, um, if you're playing a game where you're racing somebody or you're playing a, 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 a PVP shooter game with the LG TV, you can actually wear, you can each wear the 3D glasses. The screen separates and you see a full screen of your game. Your opponent sees a full screen of their game. You don't get to do what we call screen peaking in the game industry. So, and it's a full screen, it's 1080p, it's beautiful. So now you've got that technology coming into the PlayStation world with the Sony OLED panels. I think that it's a, a really amazing marriage. It can only make things better because now you've got Sony pushing up LG panel sales, which just means OLED, if it can, is gonna get even better. I don't, at this point, I think, and, and based strictly on the medical and the physical side of it, I don't know if we can get much more detail in a picture and it still be worth the investment. However, uh, you can rest assured that with Sony jumping on board, it's going to push those thresholds. It's going to push that experience. I mean, it, it, anything's coming. Uh, LG's talking about their wallpaper, uh, not their yeah. wall-mounted TV, actual film that you put on the wall. The, the money that they'll get from Sony buying their panels is going to do nothing but push that thresholds. 
And I've told many people, you know, because of this, especially now with Sony jumping on board, it went into turbo. I predicted a year ago that within four years, the, the age of the projection screen would be gone. Uh, because now you'll just put the paper on the wall. You'll just put a display on your wall. Now with Sony buying in, we may be looking at that cut to a year and a half to two years. And it may not be gone because the initial price point will be high. But when I say gone, I mean the necessity for it. Right now, if you want a 150-inch screen, reasonably priced, you pretty much have to do a projector. But we're a year and a half to two years away from that not being the case. All right, Ted mentioned you know what this might may mean for for Samsung. He mentioned some of the, the the issues that Samsung has had. What does, in your opinion, and from the sales side and from the installation side, what does this do to Samsung? Does it make them have to get involved in OLED, or does does it just kind of separate them and and let them on their own? I think I think it's going to force Samsung's hand. I mean, if 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 I'm correct, and if this is in fact a tipping point for the marketing of OLED and more manufacturers sign up for OLED, then I think Samsung's going to get dragged along kicking and screaming. Remember they were there once before, um, but uh, they're going to get dragged, you know, kicking and screaming into supporting OLED. And, you know, I think for, you know, to just back up for a minute for one of the points Stephen made of all the major manufacturers, the one manufacturer who has done the best job, of marketing to the custom integration uh, industry, in my opinion, um, has been Sony. You know, Sony uh, brought in Frank Stearns to run the custom integration seg se uh, market segment for them. Uh, he's a long storied career in custom integration. Um, he, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I was skeptical. Um, Sony has made these kinds of noises over the decades and usually let us down, but they have convinced me that they're serious about it now. The company has found religion. They want to be more. They want to drive profits, and um, and so they began looking at markets like custom integration um, for um, profit enhancement. And uh, they've done a good job of creating programs, redoing their internal structures, going back to reps when they'd abandoned independent, especially reps, um, and doing a lot of things right. So this is, I think, you know. Um, this is good news for the custom integration industry. It's a good technology. Um, and as more people get behind it and build the market for it and build the demand for it, um, you know, the integrators that are um, doing Sony are going to benefit from it. So I think, I think it's all good. All right, Steve. Samsung is, you know, look at, I own a Samsung TV, so I don't want to sound like I'm not a Samsung fan. I am a Samsung fan. They're good people. Um, it's an incredibly uh, competent, capable company that's just had a really and you know, I used to be on the manufacturing side. This can happen to any manufacturer at any time. They, uh, they've had a bad run. They had the exploding mobile phone batteries. They had the uh, defective dishwasher uh, situation. Um, they're going through, uh, you know, maybe it's growing pains. They grew really fast. Uh, they went really far. And maybe it's time for them to digest and take a step back uh, and, and, and um, you know, come up with a new approach. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is going to make them take another look at OLED. I mean, well, you know, or they'll, they'll, uh, or they'll continue to approve quantum dot quantum dot is a good technology too. I mean, it's a stunning picture. I just personally tend to prefer, uh, the OLED image. Well, and, and Samsung, not, not for nothing, um, is also getting caught up in, in a very heated political and legal battle in South Korea, uh, with the current South Korean president and some of her, um, 
business associates. Let's just put it that way. Uh, if you're interested in that, actually, the, the, the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal have had some really interesting uh, articles on that. I'll, I'll put a link to that at the bottom. Stephen, from your side and the integrator side, what does this do for, to, to Samsung, or, or where does that put them? Uh, it puts them out in the cold, man. Uh, Samsung has had so many problems. Um, from an integrator side, uh, the problems that you never hear about, uh, power supply failures, number one problem. Samsung TVs pop so many power supplies, they were spending so much money on warranty work that they started their own warranty trucks. Um, now, if I need a Samsung TV repair guy, a Samsung TV repair guy comes to my house. Um, I was sending them to repair constantly. So Samsung has had a lot of hits. And one of the reasons why is because they tried to reinvent the wheel. They thought they were high and mighty. Uh, you saw that they rewrote the Android operating system to the Tizen or whatever it was. That was a flop. Um, you know, they've spent all this money, but from an integrator standpoint, I mean, really, if a TV has discrete codes and a beautiful picture from an integrator standpoint, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, that is, that's basically how we look at it. Now, if it has IP control, that matters. LG has a IP control platform. It's not real stable, but Sony's is real stable. So what I would say is, um, I think that this further widens the gap uh, between Samsung and Sony and LG. I mean, Quantum Dot, I, I hear what you're saying. I get it. It's a, it's a far less expensive technology to, to produce. Um, that's the reason why Samsung went that way, uh, because of the cost. And Samsung didn't think that people would bite on the OLED, but what they didn't realize was it, the more people that bite on the OLED, the cheaper it gets. So now the TVs are down in price. Um, but, you know, like I said, you asked specifically from a standpoint, uh, I, I stopped selling Samsung TVs uh, four years ago. Um, I just, I had way too many problems with them, way too many issues. I stopped selling them. Customers love them. The name recognition is great. But the truth is, is when somebody pays you as much money as they pay us to come in and give them recommendations, if we say buy an LG and the guy at Best Buy says buy a Samsung, 90% of our clients are going to buy an LG. I mean, it just they're going to listen to us. So on the flip side of that is you have that 10% that want to buy what everybody else has. And I just tell them, fine, go pick up a Samsung, bring it in. I'll integrate it. You know, as long as you're responsible for the warranty and stuff, yep. um, I'm not going to try to fight it. If they want chocolate, give them chocolate, you know? So um, I believe, and I firmly believe this, that Samsung over the next two to three years, unless they have an Apple iPhone moment over the next two to three years, I think Samsung will be at the same point that Sharp is right now. Oh. Um, and the reason why is, is they're not trying to advance new technology. When was the last time you heard Samsung did something revolutionary? I say in, in November when they bought Harman. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're, they're sitting on <laughs> I heard that upset some people. <laughs> so, but you see what I'm saying? They, I they, do, I they do. didn't really innovate. They just bought another company. You know, I mean, Google's buying companies, but when they buy them, they're innovating with the technology. All Samsung did was buy it. So where's the innovation? So that's what I keep telling people is don't pay so much attention to the name that you recognize. Pay attention to the, what the company is doing. 
And I say this about a lot of companies and Apple is suffering from this right now too. People say, oh, I love Apple. They're the greatest. And my question to them is always, when was the last time Apple did something that was, that was revolutionary, that was brand new? Um, you know, I mean, that I think the fingerprint recognition on the phone was something, but to be honest with you, I don't know a lot of people that, that really care that much either way. It's, it takes just as much time to put your fingerprint as it does to draw a little symbol on the screen. So, um, but look at who's actually doing it. LG's doing it, Sony's doing it. Uh, Panasonic mentioning they want to get into OLED. And how cool would it be to start selling Panasonic panels again? I mean, I started my I started my career doing Panasonic and Pioneer panels. Yeah. I mean, that's where it was. So that that's the answer is is I'm looking for innovation, and I honestly feel like if Samsung doesn't do something now, the Harman purchase is a big deal. But if Samsung doesn't do something soon, um, we may in two to three years think the same way when we hear Samsung as we do Sharp or Vizio. Wow. Well, I think Samsung's banking a lot on their smart things purchase, and they're also banking very heavily on IoT. They're working a lot on new sensors for IoT. If the IoT market really gels, um, Samsung will probably be near the front of that wave. Um, but um, you know, there's no question that uh, they're a little bit, you know, they're a little bit on the balls of their ass right now. I mean, it's uh, uh, they've had a tough year. And by the way, you mentioned. Sharp. I mean, uh, you know, Tim, you guys, I think you did a story an episode or two back about uh, Sharp refusing to supply LCD panels to Samsung. Samsung. I mean, we yeah. just... let, let, let's on that one, let, let's be a little bit more clear. That's Foxconn, right? I understand Foxconn bought Sharp eventually, and there was like, it was like a six month um, courting process for that. That's, that was a, a Foxconn decision, and it may have well been as much of a, you know, screw you move as anything. Oh. Uh, the, look, that's going to be, I, I'll tell you what, that was a, I think I called it in my article, a power move. That no. was a total power move. And it's either going to, it, you know, it's hero or zero time. It's either going to be a brilliant move um, or it's going to blow up in their face. But it was, it was stunning. And then they turned around right after that, literally days after that. And they notified Hisense that they would not supply products to them. Hisense is the company that they sold the license to the Sharp brand in North America. Yeah. So this is like total muscle flex. It's an mm -hmm. amazing uh, thing to watch. But, um, you know, and I, a lot of people, when they read my article, they, I got emails and people said, oh, well, Samsung will just go to another supplier. Uh, dude, not a lot of suppliers can just all of a sudden push a button and spit no. out 5 million more panels. It doesn't work that way. Which is the problem LG's about to have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, LG's struggling with this. They've, they're, they're ramping up their production. It's, it's not that easy. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's a reason why Samsung um, is scrambling, talking to multiple suppliers, trying to patch together um, a new supply, a new source for uh, LCD panels. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very interest. There's some interesting dynamics going on in the industry right now. Yeah, the next couple of months will be really kind of be the, the whole story here. Wait, before we will move on though, what yes. about you, Mr. Albright? What's that? You're an OLED fan. I am. What do you think about this move by Sony? Cautiously optimistic. And here's the reason why. <sighs> The last four years at CES, which is where this, this announcement was, 
Sony has announced a different technology and a different name the last five years. Every year. Remember Crystal LED? Remember that one? Lasted all of about the rest of CES that year. That was it. And we've not heard of it again. I do remember that, yes. Um, so I am cautiously optimistic because they partner with LG, because they've got an existing um, infrastructure, and an existing supply chain, cautiously optimistic. Um, that's about as and, far and as by I'm the way, with that they didn't just take an LG panel and slap their name on it. There's some innovation in that TV. There's an interesting new uh, audio technology um, where the sound is actually emanating uh, from the screen itself. There's yeah. not a separate speaker. So, I mean, they, mm -hmm. they've obviously been working on this. This is not just something where they said, you know, send us a, a TV and we'll slap our name on it. it, it and it, it because, again, because of that and because they've had their hands in it, and wanting to make it, it a Sony product, I am cautiously optimistic. Okay. So that's, that's as far I, as I'll I, go. I was holding off on mentioning the induction speaker technology until the next phase uh, because, honestly, that is so badass. Let's just put it out there. Really, we've had these speakers for all these years. What have people complained about? TV sound sucks. Mm. How the whole TV's a freaking speaker? Are you kidding me, man? That is, and that's what I was talking about earlier about innovation. Sony is an innovator. They don't just do stuff. They do it better. You remember back in the 90s, BASF, what was their thing? We don't make things. We make things better. Yeah. And that's Sony right now. They're not just in the OLED game. They're in it to win it. I, again, I... I uh... <laughs> Come on, Tim. Throw caution to the wind. Cautiously optimistic. <laughs> Just uh, when I see one, in, Stephen, the day you install one, you can call me up and, and, and I, will, I will eat crow and say absolutely. Okay. But until then, cautiously optimistic. All right, let's, let's move on to a different story here. Um, this comes to us from our friends over at Residential Systems. JVC, their flagship projector, earns THX certification. Um, this is the part of the program where I say, I don't know enough about residential to know whether or not this is a, this is a big deal. So we go to our residential experts. Steven, is this a big deal? Um, hmm. I kind of toss this one back and forth. I'm a big JDC projector fan. Always have been. Uh, for years and years, they've used a technology that I refer to lovely as pixel wiggle where they call it 4K, but it's not real 4K. They take the pixels and they wiggle them around real fast and it's in minutes 4K. Now they have an actual 4K projector and I've been waiting on this for years. Guys that are fans of the JVC projector and are not snooty about their projectors, if you sit down and I'll tell you, Joel Silver did this uh, during our training class and it blew his mind. Joel's a wonderful guy. I love taking his class. Uh, but it's no, it's, it's no secret that he's a Runco fanboy. So uh, him and Sam Runco are good friends, they're, and they're both great guys. So I get it. Um, so we did our ISF training, and Joel hooks all the meters up, and he says, now listen, JVC just brought me this projector. This was five, six years ago. So JVC just brought me this projector over here. We took it out of the box, so don't expect a whole lot i understand you know just that we have a runco in the back of the room that's the size of a coffin and this jvc is fitting on this little desktop here it was like literally like a school desktop they put it on a podium i think and he said so 
just understand that now, now you're going to get to see the difference in high quality and the medium range. So Joel gives us all this big spill and we're all kind of up to it. And then all of a sudden he turns his JVC on, they turn on this $10,000 meter and bam, JVC hit every single mark out of the park. Hit on ISF right out of the box. And oh Joel was standing in the front of the room for the first time ever speechless. I mean, <laughs> the, the, man, the man is one of the most brilliant guys for video quality. And all he could say is, well, that was unexpected. Um, so, so we, you know, stories like that show that JVC, though it's not, you know, a digital projection and, and, and even the new Sony projects like that, JVC has had a place in the market. They have some of the most beautiful 1080p projectors that have ever been made, uh, bar none. I would take an $8,000 JVC pro and put it up against anything under $30,000. Wow. And I say that I say that with a lot of confidence because I'm a calibrator. I know what the real numbers are. I don't have to sell somebody's Kool-Aid. Yep. So, um, you know, JVC coming out with a THX certified projector, that's awesome. So now you can get your THX certification from this projector. And in order to get a THX certified theater, a lot of people don't know this. Every component you use has to be THX certified, not capable of THX but actually THX certified. So because of that, now if you want a THX theater, you can use a JVC projector and get 4K, whereas before they only did the 1080p with the pixel wiggle. So um, they called it eShift for those out there that may be watching this. So, um, and I just got a notification that my internet signal is unstable. So, um, but I will, uh, I will say this, for our industry, for those of us that have been fans of the JVC projector, um, it's a big welcome back. You know, welcome back to the game. Thank you for playing. Please continue. We love you. Uh, it's a big deal to me as a JVC fan guy. Uh, um, it's huge, but as an overall act on the industry, I don't think it's that big a deal uh, because anybody who knows already knows that JVC makes a beautiful projector. But for those that are putting in actual THX certified theaters, it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Mr. Chad, you'll have the last one on this. Is this how big of a deal is this for, for marketing and, and like Stephen said, for for those who are, who are wanting to do an actual certified THX system? All right, so let me qualify my comments. Um, I think you know this, Tim, that at one at one time in my career, I was the vice president of sales and marketing at Onkyo. Onkyo was a THX licensee, so I, I, I'm going back a, a great number of years. Uh, we were big, big fans of THX. Um, I, I can tell you that um, I think that um, um, JVC's done this more for marketing benefit. Um, JVC, uh, I agree with Steven 100%. JVC makes a spectacular projector. They've always made a great projector. Uh, their DILA technology is awesome. Um, and I think that, and I've been a big fan of it. I'm not sure a lot of people know this, but JVC, now this data is a few years old. But JVC for several years was the number one uh, projector brand for custom integrators, it was widely supported by custom integrators because of the quality of their technology and the quality of their projectors. So they were always very serious about the projector game. In fact, I had a buddy, I had a buddy that worked at Sony and Sony was very frustrated in those days at how JVC was constantly acing them in the custom integration uh, channel. Now, I think Sony's made up a lot of ground with their 4K projectors and they've really 
made a big push at the custom integration. So I don't know if that's still true today. Um, but I think that uh, JVC is using THX in this case for marketing purposes on what looks to be based on the specs that I've seen a really, really solid projector. Probably don't really need the THX certification, but it's a nice marketing hook for them. I don't think THX is as important today as it was years ago. Um, you know, basically, once you get into this caliber of product, it's all pretty spectacular from all the suppliers. Um, and um, so I think the certification is of modest real benefit. Um, but it's, it's, it's a nice marketing hook for them. I think this is probably a great projector. I'd love to talk them into letting me test it for them. Yeah, if, if, if JVC is listening, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we're all willing to test it for you. Just let us know. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do us. Uh, Mr. Stephen Brunner, thank you, sir. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me at uh, proaudiogeorgia.com or proaudio underscore GA on Twitter. Uh, basically, anywhere you type in proaudiogeorgia or any version thereof, I'll probably pop up. All right, sir. Thank you so much. Mr. Ted Green from Strategy, thank you, sir. Uh, great to be on again, as always. Always uh, fun to spend a few minutes with you, Tim. Absolutely. How do, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, you know, I'm all over the internet. Um, Facebook.com slash Ted Green, T-E-D-G-R-E-E-N. Twitter.com slash Ted Green, T-E-D-G-R-E-E-N. The best place maybe though is strategy.com. Uh, that's www.strata-gee.com. Strategy.com. Strategy.com. One of the, the most breakingest news guys in the, in the uh, AV media business. So. Thanks. I try. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Uh, don't follow me, but go by the website if you would, please, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You'll find this program a host of others. While you're there, please check out our underwriters. They're the folks that, uh, the fine folks that help us do what we do. Uh, coming up, we've got uh, some interesting things coming down the pipe for ISE, Integrated Systems Europe. Uh, happens about one month from, from right now. So check that out as well, if you would, please, avnation.tv avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been Resi Week.